Well, good afternoon, everyone. I'm privileged to spend these last 10 minutes or so bringing a pastoral charge to you. And I really only have one main point and then three applications I'd like to share. But before I do that, I just want to read the words of Jesus from the book of Mark, where Jesus says, Love your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Friends, that's the greatest commandment, to love the Lord. There's nothing more important than that. So I'll be up front with you right now with what my prayer is for all of you as you head out those doors and out of this conference. If you're in the workplace, here's my prayer. It's not that you would make more money or get a raise. It's not that you would get awards from your boss or accolades from your company. My prayer is not that you would climb up the corporate ladder, not that any of those things are necessarily bad things, but here's my prayer. It's that on the day you leave your current job, that on that day you would love Jesus more then than you do today. Whether you work in your current job for another month, a year, a decade, my prayer for you is that on that day you leave your job, that you would love Jesus more on that day than you do today. So when you walk out those doors of your company, or out of your business, out of the office, out of the workplace for that final time, that on that day your affections and your love for Jesus would be greater than it is right now. Well, how do we love Jesus more when we leave our job than when we started? How do you set yourself up to grow in your relationship with God? How do you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength? Well, let me just give us three applications as we leave here. Number one, walk with God. Walk with God. If you're going to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you've got to walk with him. We have to abide in Jesus if we're going to be able to do any of the things the speakers have talked about this weekend. If you want to honor God with your work and you're not walking with God, you're like a dry sponge. You've got just nothing to give to your job, to your co-workers. And many of us are just so busy with work, aren't we? Some work six long days. I'm still in awe that taxi drivers work seven days a week, 365 days a year. Many work long hours. Some CEOs never stop thinking about work. Some work odd hours. Some work late nights or even all nights. Some travel around the world and are gone for days on end. And many of you have difficult jobs. I know as a pastor, I talk to many in our congregation who are working just hard jobs, mean bosses. Tough labor. Others are in tears after long days. Stressful tasks. Sales targets that are insane. Friends, if that's you, I'm so sorry. Work can be tough. Times here in Dubai and Sharjah and Ajman, Ras al-Khaimah, Fujairah. Some of you have come from Delhi and other places I know. Some of you are working incredibly difficult jobs and I can't even begin to imagine what you're going through. But I want to tell you this. God knows. He knows. The psalmist says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. 
I mean, Jesus says, why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. I mean, Jesus really knows every hair on your head. I mean, this is unbelievable to think about. He knows your struggles at work. He knows what you go through at the hospital or at the office or at the mall. Each bad day at the office is a day that Jesus is aware of. No trial surprises him or escapes his eye. This truth is just too marvelous to comprehend that the sovereign creator and ruler of the universe, the one that sustains us each day with his very word, actually knows us. Friend in Christ, he knows you and he knows what you're going through. So go to him with your struggles. Go to him on the hard days. Go to him on the easy days. Pray. Ask God to help you with your work. Make it your daily prayer. You wake up in the morning. You're getting ready. Pause and ask God to bless your day. Ask him to persevere you through the tough times. Ask him to give you boldness to proclaim the good news. Ask him to give you the strength to work hard and to honor him. And then pray throughout your day. Take time to collect yourself and look at God's word and to remember to remember what he's done for you, to remember that he knows you. And at the end of the day, at night, before you go to sleep, ask for grace for another day. And another one, and another one, and another one. Read God's word. Meditate on his truths. Take time daily to look at his word as fuel for you to honor the Lord. If you're going to love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, spend time with him and treasure Christ in all things. Well, a second way to do that, number two, is join a church. So walk with God, join a church. Don't navigate your work life in the UAE alone. Become a member in your local church so that the elders and other members know who you are. Make yourself known. I mean, don't see your time in the UAE as a parenthesis in your spiritual life. We like to talk about this in our church. Don't see your time here on the Arabian Peninsula as a parenthesis to your spiritual life, as if when you leave here, then you'll go back to your home country and get back involved in your home church, and then you'll get serious about your faith again. Maybe that's you. You're here, and you're thinking to yourself, no, while I'm here in the Middle East, I am going to be about my career. I'm going to be about my job. I'm going to be about paying off my debt. I'm going to be about making money. I'm just going to do it just for a time, just a parenthesis of time, and then I'm going to go back, and then I'll pick up church involvement and pick up my spiritual life again. Friends, the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Let it not be you. Get help to run this race. Don't follow your heart alone. If you do, you'll wreck your life. Let your elders, let your fellow church members know about your life. And in this case, about your work life. You have a new job offer? Well, congratulations. But seek wisdom from your church as whether you should take it. Just because it's a pay raise and more acclaim doesn't mean you should do it. And maybe you're here today and you don't have a job. You desperately need a job. And I pray that the Lord would provide you one. But just because you get offered a job, even now without a job, don't assume that that's a job you should take. You get a promotion just because you get one. Don't assume it's God's will. Don't equate your opportunities as automatically being God's will for your life. 
Will it affect your spiritual life? Will it be good for you, your family, your church? Is there too much travel or time away from family? Will it cause me to miss gathering with the church each week? And if you get a job offer in another city, in another place, it may look great on the outside, but is there a good church there? A church that will nourish your soul, a church that faithfully teaches the scriptures and preaches the gospel, a church where you can serve the Lord in. If not, don't go unless you're going to be a part of starting a new one. Include your elders and trusted members on struggles in your current job, on new job offers, on promotions, so that you can receive outside counsel from trusted people. Because no friend, no job is worth hurting your relationship with God, the church, or your family. No job is worth that. Walk with God, join a church. And finally, a third way to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength is to do this. It's to remember you work for the king. Walk with God, join a church, and remember you work for the king. Pastor Greg talked about about this yesterday. It was actually the point of all of his talks, wasn't it? Because you work for the king, you can be an incredible employee in difficult circumstances. You can joyfully serve your earthly boss because you are most concerned with making your heavenly father look good. You ultimately work for the king. Moving up the corporate ladder is not your greatest concern. Your greatest concern is glorifying the king because you work for him. Working for the king means we don't do our moral business. We work hard because we work for the king. We rest hard and we put our computer or our phone away at times because we work for the king. We look for opportunities in the workplace to share the gospel with our co-workers because we work for the king. We walk with God, we join a church, and we remember that ultimately we work for the king. Christian friend, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And may you love Jesus more when you leave your job than you do today. Well, friends, it's only fitting that we close the conference in prayer for these things. So as we conclude, let us go to our great God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and let us go to him in prayer. Let's pray. Oh, Father God, we thank you for the cross. We thank you that while we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. That you have provided a way for us to be reconciled to you. We have sinned against the holy God. We deserve death and eternal judgment. And yet there is good news That Jesus, God in the flesh, came to take away our sins. Oh, Father, thank you. Father, for those in this room that don't yet know you, oh, would they repent of their sin and trust in Jesus to save them? For those of us that do follow Jesus, oh, would we treasure Jesus more on that day we leave our current jobs than we do today? Would we seek first the kingdom of God and all other things that you deem appropriate for our lives will be added? 
Father, would we do our jobs in an honorable way? Would those around us in the workplace see us as both a Christian and one who does our work in excellence? Would they see us as a Christian and one who works hard? Would they see us as a Christian who cares more about our co-workers than ourselves? Would they see us as a Christian who honors our boss and respects them even if they don't deserve it? Would they see us as Christians who do all things to the glory and honor and praise of our great king? And as we go about our tasks, as we leave this room in a few moments, would we remember Would we remember that we work for the king? That we work for the king of kings? Father, help us to honor you. Guide us in future decisions. Help us to walk in your ways all the days of our lives. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for coming. Go in peace. You are dismissed.